What's up, Joes, and welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and Ryan Dempsey back with you. Hey, buddy. Hola. How you doing, player? Uh, you know, another day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Nothing fun and exciting today. Nah, low key. nah, it's fucking cold as shit. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, we, we got our first snow today. Yeah, it's we got... We got a little, I don't know if it's still snowing. I haven't been back outside since I got home, but it was starting to snow when I was getting out of work. Yeah, it was uh, pouring rain here. I had to go take the garbage out, and I'm like, fuck, I get drenched. And I walk outside right in the lights to see, like, the snow falling with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, the street's just going to be a bloody ice rink tonight. Yeah. It's supposed to drop into the negatives, so it's probably, like, into like, the teens in the Fahrenheit. So snow and rain and freezing temperatures. So it's gonna be lovely tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be fun driving to work tomorrow morning. Uh, That damn winter. Yeah, fuck it, winter. Fuck it, I hate it. I hate winter so much. I'm I'm ready for summer at this point. I'm ready to just sweat my balls off. I do not care. I've had one day of it. I'm done. Bro, we got a long way to go. We ain't even Ugh. thick of it yet. Oh, I know. This is like the prologue in, it, if it, in like, uh, like a 2,000-page book. <laughs> Dude, and I never know what the fuck it's going to be like over here because we get hit with lake effect at any time. That's right. You're in the water, aren't you? Oh, dude, I'm like a couple of miles from the water. Oh, like the the beach is a five minute drive from here. Ooh, yeah, bro. And no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Storms, fucking snow, all that shit comes my way first, and then spreads its way across Muskegon. Ugh, it's deal for you. Yeah, especially with as much as I hate snow. I hate snow. I don't mind the the cold. I mean, the cold wreaks havoc on my body. But right. I would rather deal with that than snow and the stupidity that comes with snow. Because people suddenly forget that they know how to drive in the winter. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's so funny, like, people, like, whatever, like, the first snowfall. I'm talking like... A, you know, you're not talking like feet or anything like that. It was like you have a dusting, and people are like running red lights. Like I didn't know I had to have a break. It's like, wait, why? Why? Because there was like a little a little dusting on the ground. All of a sudden, it's oh god! Like, yeah. Oh, oh my feet. god! I forget. I forget how to drive. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh, I hit the gas without the brake. It's the snow. No, you're just an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, dude. I. I... I don't like it. I mean, I don't have a very long commute for work. And it's mostly a straight shot for me, really. Um, but, like, I used oh, God, I used to have to take the, the highway between Muskegon and Grand Haven. And it's only, like, 15 minutes, you know, whatever. Once you get, Not even right. 15 minutes when you get on the highway. But, like, my, my drive was, like, 20 minutes at the tops from my house to work. But 
like there's a horrible snow belt between Muskegon and Grand Haven. The bridge that you have to cross to get into Grand Haven because there's like was well until recently it was only one way in and one way out, and it's just shit. Like people <laughs> fucking there's a you you come from flying on the highway to like a curb. And you got to slow down to fifty-five miles an hour when they when the roads are good, and then it's even worse. And then you hit the bridge, which is metal, so it can freeze, and oh, right. it's just yeah. a fucking nightmare. I hated that, hated driving in that shit in the winter time. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, I got really lucky with my like the job I'm at now because I'm well with, with no snow in the regular days. It's like a three and a half to four and a half minute walk. Right. So now, I mean, the wintertime, it maybe gets up to, like, what, seven minutes, which isn't terrible. But <clears throat> the hardest part is that we have, like, a little overpass where people just do not care. And the city doesn't take care of shoveling the sidewalk on this until, like, two, three days later. Mm. So at five, five in the morning, you're walking on the street because the cars are at least move some of the snow. And you just see people just, like, you know, it doesn't at five in the morning. No one's on the street. I'm just going to zip down this fucker. Yep. And I, like... And I like, like, lucky for me, I don't have like a long enough walk where I could justify putting headphones in because like, if I did, I can guarantee the amount of times I would have been clipped off the road to some people skidding because it's still slick, right? So it's like, right. Oh, just, God damn it. Like, yeah, man. Nah, our city don't yeah. really fucking take care of our sidewalks either. Are you responsible for it? Yeah, they'll do like uh, the main streets happen like as it snows. But if you're like off, uh, if you're like a, a sidewalk or on a small street, nothing's getting plowed or taken care of for like yeah, days. Oh, they'll 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 do that with the plowing on like my street and shit sometimes. But the city don't fuck with our sidewalks. We we're responsible for it. So and eventually, if you don't take care of it, your fucking postman will complain and it just becomes a that thing. was like the like uh, I was up in Montreal for the snowstorm back in '98 where. They lost power for 13 days. Mm-hmm. Like, just terrible. And uh, I was up there actually for a funeral of all things. Otherwise, I never would have experienced it. But <laughs> it was the first time I ever saw the uh, little bobcats going down. So the city takes care of all the sidewalks. All you got to do is just to carry your walkway. That's what's up. Yeah, that's because I'm like in Windsor. Like, thankfully, it rarely snowed. So, like, you have to get up there and shovel everything. It's like, God damn it. And, like, you, know, you see your elderly neighbor, and you're like, "Well, I might as well just keep going." Like, right? Oh, well, another elderly. I might as well do yours also. Like, you go out there, the thing, like, oh, seventy five minutes, six hours later, you're getting home. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of lucky because, like, my landlord, who is also my uncle, they live across the street from us. So a lot of times, he takes care because he's retired and shit. So. He takes care of like the snow blowing and stuff while I'm at work, which is which is pimp. Cause I don't like doing that shit. I don't really like shoveling either. My back don't like it. My back yeah, don't like it, it at all. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, well, not remember. I, today I signed to a customer. He's he was telling me, "Oh, you know, there's supposed to snow today." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I'm pissed off, but my daughter's gonna be happy." It was why she made me happy. I mean, she's three. It's snow. Like to her, this is like gold. For like, you know, this is like the greatest thing ever. 
Snow is wonderful until you're like what nine years old, eight years old when you're first at your parents they go out and shovel yeah. and you gotta drive in it when you get older and it's just like it becomes a nuisance. Like but when you're a kid it's like crazy. Oh, no school maybe, you get to just play all day, just run inside, just take all your wet crap off at the door. Not my problem anymore. <laughs> nope, not my issue. <laughs> Take care yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like once you hit a certain age, it's like, oh, fuck, snow. God damn it. Like, yeah, I got to clean the fucking car off. Ugh. I got to leave 10 minutes earlier than I want to, so I give myself extra time to get to work. And you hope to God that that idiot that doesn't remember how to drive in it is off the road at that point in time. Yeah, it used to not be, like, like when I was talking about having to drive to Grand Haven and shit. That was the time of year when I was thankful that we were doing overtime and I had to be to work at 5 o'clock in the morning because there's not a lot of people on the highway at 4.15 in the morning. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true, yeah. Because, like, you know, the 6 a.m. start guys don't aren't on there till after 5, so I had, I had pretty clean, you know, and the road crews are usually out there by then and had taken care of shit, so that was what's up, but... Yeah, I do have a lot of stoplights now on my drive to work because it's all one. It's basically one fucking road for four miles or five miles or whatever, six miles. I don't know. I don't remember how far it is from where I work. I just drive. I turn on a podcast in the morning and fucking autopilot. Right. That's that's perfect. Like make my stop for coffee. The easier your commute, the better it is, right? Yeah. My commute was way better when I worked at the dispensary because that was five fucking minute drive from my house. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. It was right downtown. It's like I worked, I don't know, not maybe a half mile from the brewery, between a quarter mile and a half mile down the road. That's perfect. From right off of downtown. So, yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's what I love with the... I've always... Like, I always just walk. Like, my last job was, like, 40 minutes. So, if it was any bit of snow on the ground, that 40-minute walk became an hour and a half, like, on some days. 40-minute walk? Yeah. You walked 40 minutes to work? Jesus. Because Kara worked farther away, so she, like... So and Holy based on or she would be in school. So right, like, eh. right. I get it. And I, I and get I, it. I, like, I just put in a podcast and I just walk and I'm happy. Like I love walking. I but, like uh, walking too. I, but I like walking too. I mean, shit. I go for fucking three mile goddamn smoking strolls all the time. But and this is like and you know the what it's like you know you go for like a long walk to work and then you're working in a kitchen for yeah. Stuff to, Hours and then you're walking home. Then you got a 40 minute walk home. Like, nah. Uh, eh. It is what it is. We all get our, we all get our uh, relaxation in different ways. I just like to throw in the podcast and just enjoy some fresh air. I do too, but after a long day, I would be like, somebody take me home. <laughs> Please. Like, after work, more often than not, Kara would be done her like where she was working, she'd be finished, so she would have no problem swinging by to pick me up. So, all right, that's that's okay then. That's okay. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I just 
not ready for all this fucking cold bullshit. Especially as much as I work outside. It's not fun. I will say, though, <laughs> despite, like, all the, the cold night, nothing beats getting all, like, you know, all snuggled up, all cozy, and putting on the NFL on Sundays and watching those poor bastards where it's, like, just in the minuses, like, the like the low single digits, and they're out there. Like, the snow's falling, the wind's blowing. There's something about that that's so awesome, but then you're thinking, like, oh, God, those poor bastards. Like, their arms are, like, purple. <laughs> Speaking of uh, cold and NFL football, um, I, I, I do believe my Lions just uh, just went into Green Bay and uh, and whooped that ass Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, twenty eight and two, right? So I mean, yeah, but that we've gotten two in the last couple of years. You're starting to sound like a Michigan fan. <laughs> and you're celebrating a win over a team with their best player, like. Oh wait, but does Aaron Rodgers play defense? Oh, Green Bay's defense. Green Bay's the, never had a defense. Let's oh, be real. Oh, get, they have two. No, what Green Bay? Like Green Bay's Green Bay's defense in the past ten years has had a like a six game stretch, and it was at the end of the Super Bowl season back in twenty eleven. They've still had solid defenses. No way. Even that season when they went fifteen and one, their their the defense was allowing they had like fucking Julius Peppers fans. just a couple of years ago, or just with a year ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty seven years old and woo. still killing it, and still kill. Oh, woo! See how much of a difference that it's made on on Clay Matthews. You look at his well, numbers not, last year I mean, compared like, to this year. Not like, yeah. But, I mean, Clay Matthews is also a year older, too, man. Oh, excuse, excuse, excuse. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't play defense. And Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. And even the dude that can't even catch a fucking football. Eric Ebron did some shit against your Packers. It's not our fault that your boy Brett Hundley, who is supposed to be this great thing that you guys drafted. Hey. You know for a fact that the second Rodgers went down, the first thing I said was get Cap in there. I want nothing to do with with Hundley. All of his stats, all of his stats are all like, you know, the the Minnesota game. Minnesota, Minnesota yeah, Minnesota was crushing Detroit or uh, Green Bay, and then Hundley all of a sudden starts like just bombing it, and then Detroit's crushing Green Bay, and he starts bombing. Like, the game's over. The, the, the other team's defense isn't trying. All of a sudden, he's been, here's the two. 245, and like, oh, that's not bad. But he had, like, 90 yards at the end of the third, for Christ's sake. Like, right. Oh, trust me, I know. I have several Packers on my fantasy football team. And it hurt. Hopefully not Marcellus Bennett. No. <laughs> no, it is not. I have Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Talking about Devontae Adams, yeah. And I'm about, I'm thinking about dropping Devontae Adams because Brent Hudley sucks so bad he can't throw the ball to anybody. No, like I said, like the only time is like when the defense kind of just gets sloppy at the end of the game because they're winning by 25 points and there's like two minutes left on the clock and they go up like a 40 yard bomb. But yeah, nah. But but if Brent Hudley would have been everything that you guys wanted him to be, and he would have beat the Lions. All I would have heard was, oh, you guys got beat by, by the backup quarterback. We didn't even need our best player. Uh, but, but, I, but you guys get it. Not... Um, um, 
maybe not those exact words, Ryan, but it would burn something. I don't go. I see. I'm not the guy that goes the backup this or the backup that. I'm just. I just always celebrate the team winning. That's what I go by. If Hundley if Hundley was quarterback and and Green Bay won, I would have just celebrated Green Bay beating Detroit. I don't care about single players. Single players do nothing. It's the team effort. Oh, but your excuse for losing was we beat you, we beat you without the the best player in the NFL. But single players don't yeah. matter, and it's the team's effort. I'm okay. just saying, take that L, take that L. I did, and I'm going to take the next eight. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, everyone knew that when the, the second Rodgers went down, everyone knew that the Packers' playoff hopes were basically finished, and that was like week five, like. Yep. All we got to do is take care of business against Minnesota one more time, and we're going to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the Lions are the team that are going to they'll sneak in there, and uh, it comes down, it's going to come down to Minnesota. It's going to come down. I mean, we've got one in hand on them now, but we've got a lot of winnable games. Our schedule is not as tough going into the end of the season. I mean, we got to play Chicago. Uh, and, I mean, and, to be honest, I mean, I mean, forget Green Bay and for, forget. That Detroit, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is finally going to get those six games, and that yeah, that so damn like every whenever the Cowboys go down, I'm happy. Guess who is playing against a team that had Ezekiel Elliott this Sunday? No, really? Yeah, <laughs> and I need a win really bad. My fantasy football team is not doing well. I have I'm like three and six right now. It's been bad. This is the I, worst season. Well, this is like the worst season of fantasy football I've ever had, dude. Ever. Like I don't I've never won our league, but I always finish in the top four. And this is the okay. first time in five years I'm not gonna finish well, I've still got a chance because <laughs> eight out of the ten teams in the league make the playoffs. So all I gotta oh. do all I gotta <laughs> do is pull a couple wins out here. I'm not that far behind. <laughs> I'm only I'm only one spot out. I did fantasy football for one year, and I didn't even know, like, I just basically signed in. Like, I had to work, so I did, like, an auto-draft thing. I ended up with, uh, with uh, ironically enough, Aaron Rodgers, but the rest of the team was just, like, whatever. So I did just did little trades here, dropped some pickups there kind of thing. Right. I don't know how the rankings worked or whatever. I don't know how many teams were in the damn league. I finished in the last mid the playoffs. I won the first round. I was like, yeah, cool. And then just got spanked. This guy's talking. It's like, ah, oh, whooped your ass. I'm like, okay. I'm not that involved. I didn't, like, it wasn't even like a pay league. So it's not like you, you didn't pay to join. You didn't win money at the end. It was just like a fun league. See, so I'm like, dude, like, I don't care if you beat it. It's like, it's like playing Madden. About, we're all about that money. This is a, right. This, oh, you guys play for keeps. 450 on the line. Oh, really? Yeah, everybody threw in 50 bucks, and then second place gets their 50 bucks back. So, see, I just, I don't know, I just can't do fantasy. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't mind playing Madden and all that kind of stuff, which is basically uh, fantasy football in a way, but I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't suck me in the way other people get sucked into it, I guess. Well, for me, it was just like, I don't know. I don't. It was a reason to really care about pro football. 
Cause like right. I don't, I, I would watch the Lions and then like occasionally watch something else. But like pro football, I really didn't give a shit about until I started playing fantasy. And as I got deeper, not deeper, because I'm not like, I'm not like super fantasy guy. I don't, I don't. Yeah, the guys in the dollar leagues and like. Well, not even just that, but like, I don't know. I don't get super deep. I, I pay attention, but I don't. You know, I play. I kind of just get lucky with shit on the waiver wire and make it happen. If I took it more seriously, I probably could do a lot better, but I just don't do a, I don't put a ton of research and time into shit. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I want to win uh, the money, but I don't want to put in a shit ton of work for it. That's what I like about right. fantasy football. <laughs> but like no, my I... boss, my old boss in Windsor, uh, whenever like mid August, He'd be start sitting down with all his uh, all his magazines, looking through everybody, going off, going off, going off, and then it would be him and whoever like thirteen other friends or so. They'd all get together. They'd have like a big giant projector screen, and they'd have like the laptop with it. And there's it would just be me making pizzas, making pastas, one to put something out each round and they would just do like a straight up NFL drop of this thing. I'm like, you guys all need girlfriends right now. Cause this is way too, I get hanging around with your buddies and they like, doing a draft. Like that's cool. But the, these guys were doing straight up. Like I was expecting Roger Gale to walk into the restaurant and like hand off hats and jerseys to like, the guys. It's like, this is way too intense. Like this is we, uh, way too <laughs> Yeah, we did. We did our draft party. Um, before the McGregor Mayweather fight, like during the undercard. And oh, shit. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So we we did ours during the undercard, and most of the guys from the league were at the house. There was like, I think eight, eight out of the ten guys or something like that. So that was kind of cool because like some of the guys <clears throat> I've never actually hung out with, like they're okay. They're like guys that either like worked with the commissioner and shit. And so I only know from the league and like talking shit to them and then like being friends with them on Facebook and stuff like that. But yeah, there was a couple of guys that like I've never met or one, I guess now one that I've never met before. So I got to hang out with him at our, at our draft and shit and <clears throat> look him in his eye and tell him I was going to fucking kill him. Did you No, he beat me. <laughs> but we got a re- but but we got a rematch coming up. We have the same the fucked up thing. We have the same record. He's in eighth place right now. So pretty much, if I beat him, <clears throat> as long as shit, if as long as if I don't lose this weekend and I beat Todd, I should be able to get in the playoffs. So that's okay. Whatever. If I can get in the playoffs, then anything can fucking happen. Yeah, well, that, that's it because it usually comes down to it. It ends with week seventeen, right? The way it all, like, it doesn't go into the actual NFL playoffs, right? No, no, it ends. It ends after the regular yeah, season. Yeah, so I mean, you could be looking at like those, like, like those crap teams that are trying to see, like, is Blake Boyles going to be the starting quarterback next year or not? Does Jacksonville throw someone else in that can like just fuck up with some points and stuff like that? They like, throw right. guys loop and. Defenses might rest players for the playoffs. And yeah, so guys that, like, and... get those like late swings where like you could be the like the last place team uh, record wise, and then 
to take the crown because you got the crappy guys that did just enough. You guys have all the stars, and they're all being rested. Like, like I've seen fantasy football owners get pissed off like back in like uh, when uh, the Colts would rest Manning. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, that I've seen that fuck people before. And like, it's just one of those things where like. That's where sometimes they take in the superstars, not the best thing, right? You want to take one of those, like, the middle of the pack guys. You know the ones that's going to be, going to be playing all 16 games, the whole game, and you're not going to have a stupid record that you want to rest a certain player. Well, you can you can get away with that with, like, other positions, but quarterback, you want to get – you want to get somebody, you know, a superstar if you, yeah, can. you want to get Yeah, you want to get the, the high guys because you want, they're going to get in most points. But yeah, like, but yeah, like, you, you can get like – yeah, the running uh, backs and number two, you can get number two and three receivers and shit, and still, especially if you're playing in a uh, in a, a PPR league where you get a point per a point per reception. So every time your oh. guy catches the ball, you get a point no matter what. Those points fucking add up quick. Yeah, <clears throat> especially back in like the Randy Moss days. Jesus, yeah. walking around like seventeen catches a game kind of stuff, like right. Yeah, PPR is fun. And I wonder how many listeners thought that we'd ever get this deep into fantasy football. Jesus Christ, 25 fucking minutes deep. And one of us doesn't even play the damn thing. Rabbit holes, kids. Rabbit holes. Uh, Let's get into the fights, man. We got uh, got a fight this Saturday night. Uh, Quickly, just uh, one quick... How are... uh... Where are you at now with uh, with two seventeen? Now that like you know, it's been a couple of days. Like, have you watched it again at all? Or um, I've watched the three title fights again. I think did I watch? No, maybe I didn't even watch Bisbing and GSP. I watched Juana and Rose again, and I watched TJ and Cody like two or three times. Right. Um. But now I haven't gone back and. And watch the rest of the card yet, as far as like the undercard and stuff go, or even I think did I watch Woodley and Wonder? I think I watched Wonder Boy and Masvidal one more time too on Sunday before before uh, I left to go to the concert. Right. Yeah, I uh, I went back and I watched that uh, Harris and Godbeer fight. Yeah, because that was one of those things where, at the moment, I just everything about it just seemed to me like Harris was kind of robbed. But I don't know. Watching it the next day a couple of times, like just and specifically just going to the moment itself, like yeah, I don't know. Like I can I kind of am backtracking on what I had said uh, after the bell. I do think that he was he could have controlled himself a little bit better. I do think that the referee did state it clearly and was moving in before he started throwing the kick. I think, I mean, I mean, I guess if it was a guy like big John or Herb Dean, if I was tackled him to the ground, but, uh, I, think, I, I, I don't know. The thing is, is that, it, um, he did, he did start moving. He didn't start moving in until after he was already throwing the kick. He was yelling and stuff though. And like he yeah. started to move it was in, the yelling part. yeah. So, if he would have moved in at the same time, I think he would have been, you know, 
a little bit. I don't think the kick even landed as hard as everyone thinks, too. I think that Godbeer kind of... I mean, and again, obviously it's hard to tell because oh, you're not thinking... Oh, no. he got didn't seem... kicked square in the face. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, again, like I, it's hard to say because I'm not there. That's not me, but it just looked a little... I don't know. It's not like it was a Terry Adam Barboza kick by any standard. Well, it was, it was, no. Square kick, but I just feel like... Okay. I don't know. Well, t- I mean, in comparison to the other head kick, though, like, I, it definitely did more damage than that head kick did. Yeah. Not not the OSP kick, obviously, but the uh, the other foul um, blades and only... And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he grazed his ear, and he yeah, that was a, he uh, sold that looking for the win, and the doctor was like, "Nah, you're just fucked up. You you're done." Yeah, but I think uh, I think that kick had a little bit uh, a little bit more damage to it than I, I get. I don't think Mark Godbeer was really selling it too much, but no, maybe that's the trick, right? Don't make it look like it's that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Watching him, watching him walk out of the cage, like I'm... well, even like, yeah, like I guess. I mean, after it landed, he did take a couple steps and then fell. Right. I think that's the part. I think that's the part to me that made me feel like it. Like I don't know. Usually, when a guy gets hit like that, it's not like two, three steps drop, which is like wobble a different. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, it is what it is. There's no going back. They're not going to redo the fight by any. I don't imagine, but I. I wouldn't mind seeing them redo it on like a fight night or something. Let them actually go at it and have a clean victor. Right. I wouldn't be so bad. Run it back. I mean, uh, it's not on it the. It's not on the realm of possibilities. I mean, this isn't like, uh, like if Walt Harris had beaten Verdum, you know, by some crazy knockout or something. Like this is just two guys still low in the rankings, trying to make their climb up. So. We shall but see. I still I've watched the GSP fight. I can't even tell how many times. I still I watch them. Like, this isn't this didn't actually happen. Like it just it's just still seems so unbelievable what he did. Yeah, it, it it's it's still pretty mind blowing. I mean, this is the and this this is the thing we've talked about so many times, right? This is the beauty of him. <laughs> You just never know what's going to happen. You just, yeah. you can't, you just don't know. Like, what are the odds of a guy in like almost four years off coming in doing something like that and looking the way that he looked as as opposed to how we knew him to look? Like, he didn't look the same at all by the start of the second round. And to do what he did in the third round was just like, Phew. Yeah, I, uh, I, nobody was picking him. I mean, wow. you you did, but it was zero zero exactly. Yeah, nobody I mean, if, nobody was picking him with confidence. No, that's yeah, exactly. And well, well, actually, one person did. Oh no, no, no. Sorry, I was going to say Bisping's son, but Bisping's son picked Bisping. Nah, nobody nobody was picking him with confidence. Did that video? No. Yeah, Bisbing's son, he walks up. It's like a couple different parts. He goes, he calls up to his son, hey, who's going to win? And uh, his son goes, Anderson Silva's going to beat you, Dad. 
and then it shows him beating uh, Silver Hill. Yeah, I'm fighting for the title. Who do you think is going to win? Dad Rockhold's going to beat you. And shows him beating Rock. Who's going to win? Near Henderson. Dad Henderson's going to knock you out again. And who's going to win? Near GSP. You're going to win, Dad. And Bisping Ray was like, no, you're supposed to pick the other guy. We're on a streak here. What are you doing? <laughs> <coughs> That's actually a shout out to a listener, uh, Quest Dawson. He uh, shared that video. That's where I saw it. Nice. I, I, I had to make the comment. I'm like, see, that's where you got to teach the kid a lesson. You put him in a rear naked choke like what happened to him. Yeah. This is what happened to daddy because you had to pick me to win. Shout out to Quest. Dude, before we get in, into this next card and stuff, though, um, have you watched the 30 for 30 about Ric Flair yet? Uh, it airs tomorrow on TSN, but I've seen a lot of like snippets uh, from people who have like shared segments of it and stuff like that. But... You guys don't get ESPN? Or you got to pay extra for ESPN? I don't to ESPN because most of the 30 for 30s, they just come like, a day or two later on TSN. So nice. I have fucking stoked. Just watch. I started watching it last night, and it got late. I, I had like probably a half hour, 40 minutes left, so I shut it off. And then I restarted watching it all again today with Tony and and uh, my buddy Todd Bobby. We finished it a little while ago. It was really good. <clears throat> I think the one the one thing that I did see that I really loved was, I guess <clears throat> I guess like somewhere in the documentary he goes, uh, you know I I used to gratify myself twice a day and still slept with ten thousand women. Like fucking guy, like yeah, like, dude, like. Fuck! Like what a like what just a pure player. The like, shit, dude. This it's it's it probably this, skyrocketed to my easily one of my favorite thirty for thirties. I've heard a lot of people say that about about this one. It's really well done. You know, it's it's a lot of Rick just telling his story, and his story like a like I might be wrong i was saying but a lot of it happened i think the majority of his success came after he broke his back yeah oh yeah so like he was he was like no chance to i don't know if it was live or to walk or what but like wrestling it's never gonna happen again and then he's like oh all right well we'll be the nature boy yep i mean that's where it all where it all came from he was nothing really at that point Just you know, working jobs, being a jobber in, in the AWA and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I still like every every few months I'll go back and watch a couple uh, Four Horsemen and Dusty Rhodes uh, segments just because like those are the fucking cream of the crop, man. Yeah, they showed a lot of the of the Dusty stuff in there too, which was cool. Um, it sucked. The only thing I I wish. They would have gotten into a little bit of, um, they really glazed over, I mean, it was, I know it was a short time, but they really glazed over his WWF run back in 92. Right. And, uh, and when they did talk about it, it was more about how him and Hogan didn't wrestle instead of talking right. about the great, the match that he had with Savage. 
right? Which was good. I mean, because like they he talked about like some of his matches with Dusty Rhodes and shit, and his stuff in the NWA and WCW with Ricky. But I wish they would have talked. Like there was really no me- mention of Savage at all in it. Oh really? Yeah, it was really I weird. Guess, <clears throat> I guess I mean I don't know exactly. I mean it's hard to know with with Ric Flair because he had so many just issues with so many guys over his career. Like he couldn't stand Bret Hart. So I mean there could be a point in time where he just didn't. If he didn't have, I don't know where he stands. Well, they stood with Savage, but yeah, I don't either. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't even just want his name mentioned because of some like because of so much stuff that had happened with him and other guys. Like, well, he had a lot of heat with with Hogan, but Hogan was still in it. Okay, like they had a lot of heat in WCW, right? Um, and then even more so when the NWO stuff, because like Hogan was Instead. running, Hogan was running the books and wouldn't do the job to nobody. Well, and like Hogan, like, uh, like, look legit whipped his his son. There was supposed to be a, a couple little belt whips there with the in there, and it was like it was like a beat down. Oh yeah, with but David. I, yeah, and I remember the story where like he just, I guess he just broke kayfabe and just went off, and just and like there was like a huge thing backstage when uh, when Hogan went back there, like all like the threats of like like, like players in the lead, and like lawsuits, all that kind of stuff, like. But yeah, but I mean, Hulk was still uh, in it, and you know, interviewed, and then even you know talked about their segments and their matches, some of their matches in WCW. Sting was in it, you know. I don't know. It was just weird. It was just weird. I mean, th- there was a lot to cover, and it was only an hour and a half, so I get it. But I just wish, as as a fan of of that match and you know their work and two really good workers together. Yeah, like some some of these thirty for thirties need to be like, they just need like that extra half hour. Yeah, oh. like there are some that are an hour that should be an hour and a half. There are some that are an hour and a half that should be two hours. There are even some that are two hours. Like the University of Miami, the U, two that parts. one I could have gone, I could have gone that one. I could have gone like three hours. Like that one was so entertaining to me. Yeah, and then they had to do a second part. Yeah, that's right. They did. They did. And they, so I think it was the maybe it was three hours then because they did the U, which was two hours. So then the U part two. Yeah. Yeah. It's hour, hour and a half or so. But um, they did a preview for one coming to Jesus Christ. We're, we're just rabbit holing like a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know the one you're going to go on here. The Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. Yeah, two Bills. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck. I'm. I'm that one's gonna be so so fucking good. So fucking good. I can't wait. That's is that this year? Or next yeah. This year? well, probably next year. They just said this winter. So yeah, I remember. Yeah, 2018. I'm assuming. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. It'll probably be right after the Super Bowl in February. They're smart. They do it right like the, the Saturday or Friday before, even. Oh. Yes, the hype's so high it would need it would, yeah it'd probably be during the week so maybe even super bowl week oh yeah i usually do like the wednesday tuesday airings. i think it was tuesday tuesday maybe it was wednesday yeah, you're, yeah. Right. you're right i think it was two days ago either way either way oh yeah yesterday it was wednesday so it was it was tuesday because i started watching it last night taped right. so it was yeah, tuesday <clears throat> 
All right, let's get into Fight Night Norfolk this Saturday. If you're still listening. What you say? Yeah, if you're still with us a fucking 30, <laughs> 40 minutes later. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, <laughs> it's the MMA portion of the MMA show. Right. Uh, Dustin Poirier and Anthony Pettis are going to square off in the main event. Uh, Pettis coming back to 155 after his failure at 145. Couldn't even make yeah. weight. So well, he, when he did make weight, he just wasn't he? I think it was, he was like one three. Like, yeah, it didn't go well. No. Poye, I, I mean, I don't know what Poye has to do to become like. I mean, he he tries to talk, but no one listens. Like he, this guy, like, I don't know. For some reason, his star just won't catch on with people. Yeah. He's a, He's a fun guy. Oh, he's coming off that no contest, too, with Eddie Alvarez. That's right. Because that was a different one to see, uh, part two. Yeah, and just never happened. Never happened. They, they threw they Eddie. The ultimate fighter for some reason. Oh, yeah, they, I was going to say they threw Eddie right into the ultimate fighter. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, Poirier hasn't fought since... May Pettis is coming off of some He's f- December sixth, right? This is last fight the title loss? No, he fought in July against Jim Miller. Oh, that's right, he beat Miller, right? United's decision? Yeah, that's right. It isn't his return. He beat Jimmy. This is his second I forgot all about second that. Second fight. fight, yeah, second fight. I did too. I did too. Like, had, like, how sad is it that Pettis' star has fallen so fast? That you can't, like, it used to be like you just remember, like, oh, remember he did this, remember he did that. He came back. <laughs> well, and now, like, it's just like all you can remember is it just seems like you remember his losses adding up. Well, he did too. I mean, he lost the belt, and then he lost to Eddie. He lost to Barboza, and so he dropped down, thinking that was going to be his his saving grace and he beat Charles Oliveira but, but I mean Charles Oliveira can't make weight ever and then he got beat and couldn't make weight and got beat by Max Holloway got yeah. beaten the fuck up by Max Holloway eh, yeah I mean it didn't help that he had it was uh, Pettis had the broken hand right or was it Holloway that broke yeah, his I hand think, no I think Pettis broke his hand I remember one that had a broken hand. Yeah, because I remember we talked about after the fight that the broken hand kind of took away, but it would have made it. It would have made, made a made difference. A difference. <laughs> but, but it was, yeah. Would not have made any difference. Nope. I don't know. And the thing is, is that he's favored in this fight, according to the odds that I was, um, from what I was seeing on Bloody Elbow earlier when we were looking for news stories, is that Pettis is, is favored in this fight, but. Yeah, and, and I think that just goes to the like, the disrespect of Poirier. Of like people just they sleep on him so much. Like people talk about him losing to Connor. They talk about the Eddie Alvarez fight. They they never seem to talk about how like well he can perform. Like he he's a like, he's a good fighter. He's fun to watch, but for some reason people just sleep on. Him. They just don't care about him and they no, go by name recognition. I like Dustin. He is a tough fighter. He's had some some tough losses. 
back and forth. I think the and... only the only issue I have with him is his nickname, Diamond. Justin Diamond. Like all I can think of is fucking here is Screech Poirier. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, he put together after the Conor McGregor loss, he put together four in a row. Yeah, I mean, and even like the only time that Poirier like legitimately looked iffy was when he was dropping down to featherweight. When he went when he went to lightweight, he just was better. Like he just oh, natural form. He didn't look that good against Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson slapped his ass. That's right. That's what they were talking about shit before and after. That's right. Yeah, Michael Michael Johnson slept that ass. But he came back strong against Jimmy Miller and then, you know, lost that fight to Eddie. But was looking good in that fight. Yeah, he was like on the verge of winning before that. Was it the legal knees, right? By Alvarez? Yeah. Yeah, because he looked like he was going to finish Alvarez in that fight. And Alvarez has just had that resiliency, and then it was kind of turned, and, yeah, well, here we are now. Yeah, here we are. I am leaning towards Mr. Poirier for this one. Yeah, I, you know, two, well, maybe like three, four years ago, there was no doubt that I would take him Pettis, but... It's just too hard to put any faith in him right now because you don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get the one that just got picked apart in every fight that he was in at, like after the RDA, like RDA fight and beyond? Or is it the guy that's going to surprise you with the kind of fight against Jim Miller? Whereas with Poirier, you know you're going to get like that this ruthless aggression going forward, looking for the finish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with you. I'm going to ride with Poirier in this one. Yeah. It just seems to be like the safer pick. Uh, overall. Yeah. I think he just... Anthony's supposed to be this awesome striker, but I think Poirier's better on the feet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Poirier get knocked out by like a Showtime kick. Like, you go to back to like those WEC when he was just wrecking fools, but I so unlikely to see it. Like, like the Showtime Pettis is so far gone at this point. And I think Poirier is a better wrestler. Pettis is not that good of a wrestler. Sergio's getting better. And the thing is, yeah. is like they have Askren up there at um Rufus. Rufus but right. but him and Sergio have been going down to Albuquerque the last couple of years and working with Izzy Martinez. Oh. Yeah, they've been they've been going down and train doing some training wrestling and stuff with Izzy. So that, that's another great wrestling coach. They have two of the best. And when he's at Rufus, he can wrestle with the greatest of all time, Sam Punk. <laughs> I love seeing you look like that. <laughs> this is the anger, frustration in your eyes. I'm just, Come on, it was right there. I'm just looking at Ryan with disgust. No, I thought you were going to do the right thing. You know. what what does. <sighs> you. <laughs> the fuck am I going to do with you? So, we're both taking Poirier. Definitely, yeah. Co-main event. Um, and what is what was announced to be his retirement fight, but... Now, uh, 
the stories out that Matt Brown's unsure about his retirement because he's not really content with everything he's done yet. <laughs> um, he said, but I guess when I originally announced my retirement, it was pretty much a final decision, Brown said, but I look at it like I still have a lot more to do and I'm not really content with everything I've done. When you're out outside looking in, it's easy to say, to look at stuff, but when you're on the inside, it doesn't feel like I've done anything. Uh, Brown had previously stated the only reason for him to return is if he does end up retiring would be for a title shot, and unlike his contemporaries, money fights are not his utmost priority. So, and this is the kind of the dangerous position because <clears throat> you know, he had that six or seven fight streak where he just looked like, phenomenal before he went up against Lawler um, and lost the normal contender slot. Right. Uh, and then, you know, lost to Hendricks and then he started putting together this more of a losing streak and all that kind of like the Cerrone fight was ugly. Um, and it, this fight here has all the makings of, uh, of a fun, easy night almost for Matt Brown. Cause Dio Sanchez is just not the Dio Sanchez of old. But he's and this is tough as fuck. Yeah, he's <clears throat> he got knocked out his last fight, though, didn't he? Yeah, so did Matt Brown. Or, or sorry, so did Matt Brown. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, I feel like Sanchez though has been in more wars overall. Oh yeah, than Matt Brown. Ally Quinton knocked him the fuck out in the first round. That's right. Queen. I don't know. I just feel like this is the kind of fight where Matt Brown could get a, a, a knockout and just say, you know what, I'm backtracking. And then the next fight he gets is just going to be ugly for Matt Brown. And I think that the second that retirement creeps in the guy's head, like, and this is something that a lot of people have said, the second it creeps in your head that re- the, the retirement word, it might be time to seriously step away because obviously you're not 100% focused. And you're and to wait a few, you know, to announce it months before the fight, obviously, like, as you're training, you're feeling good you're, and all that kind of stuff. You start to think maybe I could do it, but if you think if you think for a second that maybe I'm, maybe I should take a step back, maybe you should just take a step back. I think he's gonna be all right. I think he's gonna pick up a win here. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't. I think like, that gets him back on track and. This is almost like the Pettis argument there with Sanchez. Like there was a time where I could never pick against Sanchez, but now it's just. I mean, what like his best win lately was against Ross Pearson when he was when he lost. I think actually he does have a, a, a probably a big win. I can't. I don't know his record offhand, but he, was, he just this isn't Diego Sanchez from 2006 when he was no. coming off the Ultimate Fighter. Like this is a guy that's it's been, been there. He's it's been win loss. Win loss, win loss, win loss for the last three years. Like, yeah, he beat Ross, right. lost to Ricardo Lamas, then he beat Jim Miller back at 196, then he lost, got knocked out by Joe Lozon. That's right. And then he beat Marcin Held last year by decision, and then got beaten April by fucking by murdering it. by Rage and Al. So, right. <clears throat> yeah, I um, I got eh. obviously. I mean, Sanchez is one of those guys you can never pick against, but I have to this one. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him 
being able to uh, to beat Di- or for Diego to beat Matt Brown. I mean, Diego always has that that fighter spirit and that chance, but I think Brown will be able to hit him with enough power and put him to sleep. Diego's chin's just not what it used to be anymore, and right. It's just, just old. This, this fucking shit's just going to hell. I closed out my fucking window. I was trying to open oh. it back up while we were talking and keep things moving in. Then my goddamn mouse fell. Jesus. I was going to say, I was like, when you lowered the screen, I'm like, eh, and that, there's Jeff's crotch. And I'm like, why isn't he moving the screen back up? Like, is there, like, what's going on? That's here? why I was doing this to you. I was trying to tell doing you that. to keep talking. Oh, <laughs> you want me to hurry it up and wrap it up? No. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, no. That, we're back. If, I mean, if if, uh, if the stars all all align in this fight, though, and both their chins do hold up, it definitely has the possibility of being a fight of the night. Like it, 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 it but both these guys have, like you said, like their jaws have well. been have been touched lately, like. You have to hope the stars align for it because they, they they could put on a war. It, it's a, it could be in contention, but there's definitely uh, there's a fight opening the card that's also got the potential to be fight of the night war too. So yeah, um, yeah, I got Matt Brown. Yeah, I'm rocking Matt Brown too. All right, uh, number twelve, Junior Albini takes on Andre Arlovsky. Arlovsky's sitting at number 13. Albini is coming off of his uh, debut with a knockout over Timmy Copstash Johnson back in July. And, Jesus, Andre looks tan as fuck in that picture that they got up on the website. What the Arlovsky, is this Arlovsky's first fight since Ngano? Or did he sneak one in overseas? He fought Tibera. Oh right, yes. He lost. Right. He lost to Tibera back in two thousand or back in June, but Arlovsky has lost f- fucking five in a row. Now let's make that six come Saturday night because yeah, this is the kind of guy that's gonna. I think after this fight, he's gonna be heading over to Ryzen or some Bellator. Or some I got. I haven't seen him last so much longer in the UFC. I, I, I think Albini's going to make this one a, an easy night for himself and finish this one in the first round. Yeah, I think Albini knocks him out. Uh, third fight of the card, Nate Marquardt's taking on Cesar Ferreira. <laughs> all, like, all these fights are just guys where it's like, God, please hang up the gloves. It, it feels like, like there, there's a lot of fun fights on the card, but some of these guys I just I'm, – I'm, Scared and sad to see them again. I mean, Mark Ward, I'll give him the credit, looked pretty good against Dalby back in January, but still, it wasn't like the the Mark Ward that you, you remember growing up watching, you know? Well, of course not. Uh, I mean, Cesar Ferreira is wow. coming off a loss last February to Elias Theodoro by decision. Well, dude, Mark Ward's got fucking, what, 58 he's, fights? Yeah, he's been. I mean, like those pancreas days had to have taken massive toll on him. Like he was, he was fighting since he was like what, like sixteen, fifteen. Like he was like, yeah. like legit fight. Like he's been around. That's like, what I mean, man. It's just like he almost. 
at some point, Joe Rogan's had to do that Brennan shop talk with him and say, look, man. Hang it up. Please, like, we think the fans love you. There's nothing wrong with just going out. Like, just but put it away, bro. Yeah, like I just, every time he steps in, it's just like, please don't get too hurt. Like, I thought Alvin was gonna finish him, and I was kind of happy that it was as close as it was. You kind of you saw like little bits of signs of the old Mark Hart, but it's just not. It's obviously it's just not there anymore because it can't be after as long as it's been for him. Nah. No, and I don't think this one's going his way either. No, the only good thing is that I think this one's just going to be more of like a ground and pound for 15 minutes. I don't think it's going to be a decision. Maybe a submission, maybe, but I don't think we're going to see a knockout in this one. I think Ferrer just grind out the, a decision win. Yeah. No, I don't think it's going to be a knockout either, but I definitely think Ferrer was going to walk away the winner. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, I'd love it for Marquardt to just land that one shot and say, you know what, now I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. Sadly, no. Don't think so. Um, Second fight of the main card, number four, Rafael Asuncao is taking on number 13, Matthew Lopez. Lopez... Coming in, coming off two wins in a row over Mitch Gannon and Johnny Eduardo. Johnny Eduardo, he knocked out in June by KO. He knocked him out by KO. Shut up, Brian. (laughs) Shut up. Fuck off. I meant to say he beat him by KO. It just has so funny, like, what? Oh, fuck off, dude. It's been, been long. It's been a long day. I was up late last night. Didn't get much sleep. It was not fun. Weather changes and fucking time changes wreak havoc on my sleep schedule. Oh, yeah. It fucks me up. I hate it. But this is the first time, actually, when I was not affected by daylight savings time. Oh, daylight savings time fucked me. Fucked me so hard. Fucked me so hard. I I like Matthew Lopez, but I don't see him beating a Sun Sal. Um, no. Uh, and, you know, like, also based on rankings and breaking news that's kind of happened up, I kind of want to see a Sun Sal get a quick win, not get hurt. And set up a fight with uh, with Rivera. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with that. I'd be all right. I don't want to see Matthew Lopez get knocked out, though. I like Matt. He seems like a good dude. Good yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I picked against the Sun so enough that eventually I got to pick him. So. Yeah, I'm taking him. Every time I pick against him, he, he proves me wrong. So I just got to you know, I'll pick him this time, and you'll see Lopez just bring Flat him line there. Yeah, just, just like submit him, knock him out, just make it look like he's like a novice or something. Be like, oh, of course. like Dempsey like Death Touch. Yeah. <laughs> DDT. <laughs> DDT. Uh, opening fight of the card. Joe Lozon and Clay Guida are locking horns. I'm better for this one. The the resurgence 
Clay Guida coming off of his uh, move to Team Alpha Male. Hitting motherfuckers with scorpion kicks. What the fuck? I love me some Carpenter, man. I, I'll roll with Clay Guida all day, every day. He's one, of my, uh, he's one of my favorites of all time to watch. So, I mean, even if he's going up against the guy, he has no no right being in there against. So I'll always pick with him, and uh, I'll still ride with him in this one. I'm going to go with Lozon. I was like Joe. I can see Lozon taking him. I can see him taking him down, submitting him, but I can't. Uh, I can't pick against Clay. Well, I can see Clay taking down Joe and getting submitted. That's more the likely. Yeah. Scenario. Okay, sorry. That's that's what. That's what. Yeah. But I but I knew what you meant. Yeah. I knew what you meant. But yeah, I'm gonna take Lozon. I think he subs him. Maybe this is his yeah. retirement fight. Joe's had some rough years. There's there's a lot of guys on this card that we might never see again. You have seen some way like maybe not retire, but just head elsewhere. Like there's guys out in here that have either had a lot of fights or on uh, bad streaks or on hard times. So right. This card could be interesting going forward. This is the 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 main event of the FS1 prelims is the fight I think is the most exciting on the fucking card. Oh yeah, the guy's a fucking loser. I'm just gonna say that we got the <laughs> we got the loser Marlon Morass. <laughs> he's, God, he's, that guy was an idiot. He's a loser. Uh, <laughs> we got we got the the magician versus magic. John Dotson and Marlon Morass. I'm interested in where this one goes because we, a lot of people thought that uh, Morass won his debut fight. I do. And it was just some, some sketchy judging. And God, fuck, like John Dodson, like he's always one of those guys that can just he can put on a clinic on you. And he's, he can, if he loses, I mean, if it's not named Mighty Mouse, you know, it's like, he, and, well, even against Mighty Mouse, he had, he was. I'm trying to draw back memories on it, but I feel like Dodson was right in that fight with Minos for a while before Minos. Mm, <laughs> I don't remember. First fight. Well, they both were unanimous decisions. The first fight, I think, is when he caught him. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. dropped him, but I think I think Demetrius yeah. beat that ass the second time they fought. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it was like the fourth and fifth round. Minos picked it up and then just continued on into the second one. Because then he went, after the second one is when he went up, I think. Yeah, and then he fought, he lost to Lineker. Oh, he beat Manny. He knocked out Manny in his, uh. He retired Manny. Yeah, he beat the shit out of Manny. Like, first, like, what, 30 seconds, 20 seconds? Like, it was a quick one. Yeah, it was really quick. It was like 16 punches he threw, and it was over. And then he lost to Lineker, and then he beat Eddie Wineland by decision. But yeah, this is a to me like like and I said this back when uh, Morass made his debut. Uh, I got high on him because of you. Tell me about him. I watched a lot like some of his fights and got like psyched myself up because I picked him just because of that. And after the performance he had against the Sun so I'm sold on him, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna ride with him again because I think this is this this could be the fight that could really start. Uh, you know, maybe start the uh, start the streak that gets him going where he's got to go. I think so. I think it's it's. A, I mean, even though they're eight and nine, it, it's a good movement fight for him. Yeah. 
fucking bantamweight. Fuck if he loses again. Oh god. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> then he is a loser. <laughs> but I mean, gotta... he, the dude has just done nothing but fight tough fights. You know. Yeah. To come in against Sansa was what three? He yeah he was two or three. I think he was yeah. three. He was number three, maybe four, but he was he was in the top five, and that's his first fight in the UFC, and then now he's taking on Dotson, but I think yeah, former title challenger, right, multiple time title challenger, and but I I think I think Marlon will he won't this is this is going to be the fight of the night probably, and I kind of hope he gets a finish in a way just like. Just to really put a statement on it, but I, I, I think for these guys, like I, I don't know why I feel like the first round and the, maybe parts of the second could be a little tentative, just because. But I feel like it'll, this fight will open up, and it will end up as a decision overall. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be fun. I mean, these are two yeah. fast, fast strikers. Yeah, and I mean, and Dodson can, he can land that one shot knockout. Yeah, whenever he, oh, he could just Dodson's quick. He lands three point three. He's three point three strikes per minute and has a forty one percent accuracy, but he takes a lot of shots too. He takes a lot of shots. Marlin has got good defense, so it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a battle. Hopefully, hopefully it turns out the way that uh, that we wanted to, and it doesn't end up as one of those like three round snoozers. I don't think so. I don't think this. I doubt it too. But some sometimes like those those like fights that you get the most excited for end up being the ones that let you down the most. But we'll see. I mean, I'm just hoping that they could regardless at the end of the day that uh, Marlon has his hand raised. Yeah. Uh, also on the prelims, uh, Tatiana Suarez, who won the Ultimate Fighter against Amanda Bobby Cooper back in 2016, is finally making her debut against Vivian Pereira. Okay. Good chat. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I really don't know where to go with that one. I, I think the only time I... I don't remember Suarez. I watched. I the only time I, I was say the only time I remember Suarez is because I watched that fight, and I remember being impressed in that fight, but I couldn't tell you today. I mean, I knew it was the Ultimate Fighter finale and all that stuff, but I couldn't tell you anything about it today. That it just didn't stand out to me. She hasn't fought since, so at least yeah. not in the UFC. Um, Sage Northcutt is taking on Michael Quinos. Uh, say that Ivan Drago's son's going to get that win. His first fight in his new camp. Uh, yeah, be, I mean, I don't know. I think he gets it done, but I mean, he's just that kind. This that hype machine, right? Like they want you to, they want you to know he's going to win, and then. He, He'll lose a couple. It's just him. and he's young. He's got the talent, though. It's just a matter of can you put everything he needs to, to, together at at a young age and not and like just ignore the hype that he has behind him. 
Yeah, I think motherfucker. (laughs) 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 This is just everything going wrong today. I was going to say, you know, if we didn't talk about fantasy football for half an hour, we would have been done. These all these problems would have been avoided. No shit. No (laughs) shit. Jesus Christ. Uh, Last fight of the prelims. Uh, Angela Hill is taking on Nina Azaroff or Anzaroff, sorry. Um, this fight should be fun. Hill always puts on good yeah, Hill, fights. I still go back and watch that fight uh, from January, the Super Bowl card weekend fight that she had with uh, 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 I'm not going to remember now. Was it Andraj? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Yeah. I go back and watch that from time to time because that was like that was like my real introduction to her. I remember seeing her, but just not really remembering her. Uh, yeah, I hope she wins. I like her, but I mean, I mean, both girls are coming off of their first wins in a while. Well, yeah, not, not well in the UFC. Hill was a champion in Invictus, so. But she, yeah, she had a couple of fights in UFC and was released, right? Or did I, yeah, she, she she got released back in 2015. She had lost oh and two or something like that. A couple. Yeah, she she won in the finale against uh, Emily Peters Kagan and then lost to Tisha Torres and got submitted by Thug. And then right. went and put some shit together over an Invicta and came back to take on Andrade. She was, and that loss today, that loss looks not too bad. Because, she, well, she was supposed remember she was supposed to step in on short notice against somebody. I can't remember who it was, but they wouldn't let her in because um, she had fought in the UFC before. So she yeah, she had to be in the testing pool. I remember you ranting and raving about that. Yeah, I thought it was bullshit, but I don't remember what the fight was. She was supposed to step in on. So many fucking fights ago. Who the fuck knows? But uh, and then Nina is coming off of her first UFC win recently over Jocelyn Jones Lieberger back in June, January. Previous losses going all the way back to 2014 to Juliana Lima and lost to Justin Kish back in 2016. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was uh, Jessica Andrade. She was pulled from that fight in 207. Oh, okay, yeah, and then they regave it to her. scheduled for, uh, for Bermuda's Zombie. Okay, yeah. Cool. Word. So, yeah, I hope she gets the win. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, uh, fight last... Like, this card, man, is sneaky good. Yeah, it is a pretty good card. And you got Court McGee, Court McGee fighting on the prelims against Sean Strickland. Uh, Jake Collier and Marcel Fortuna. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Marcel Fortuna again. I mean, yeah. Ever, I mean, ever, that, that, uh, and again, it was that same card as Angela Hill and Andrade. Like that, uh, he stepped in against, uh, oh, God. Oh God, the guy—he should have retired. He should—he retired. He came back. Uh, uh, I have Derek Lewis stuck in my tongue. Anthony you're, Hamilton. You're right, favor. 
Anthony Hamilton. When he knocked out Anthony Hamilton, that was for me. I'm like, I love this kid. I know he's coming off a loss now, but I'm gonna ride with the. Uh, I'm gonna ride with him. Yeah. So that's the card. Um, take a quick peek at the rankings. Quite a bit of change. There was one ranking that I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> I don't know how Conor McGregor hasn't fought in a year, and he's still number two. Because he's the champ champ. I, I get it. I love it. But at some point, you have to start saying, you know what? Like, let's remove him from the top ten until he at least fights in the UFC. Like, it just, it's. Look, I, look, like your, boy, back, your boy jumped all the way to number three, okay? I think that one's a little, that's a little tough one, too. Stop I mean, I think should, bitching. I think George St. Pierre probably should be top. In the top ten, but three, I think, is a little high for him. I mean, let's. I mean, Cormier is number five, and he was gifted the belt. Stipe dropped two spots to number six. I think the only one. I mean, I can find arguments with everything except for number one. Tony moved up three spots. Cody dropped four. Aldo dropped three, and Joanna dropped eight to number fifteen. Eesh. Um. Bantamweight, obviously, Cody Garbrandt moved down to number one, and Dominic Cruz moved down to number two. No movement at featherweight or lightweight. Uh, Wonder Boy jumps up to number one. Robbie Lawler moves down to number two. Damian Maya moves up to number four. Rafael Dos Anjos moves up oh. to number five, and Masvidal drops two spots to six. Um. A lot of movement at <laughs> middleweight. Or yeah. Bisbing drops two spots to number two, obviously, with Robert Whitaker being the interim champ. Rockhold drops two spots to four. Jacare, Weidman, Brunson, Silva, Gaslam, Branch all move down one. Rahal drops two spots to 12. Jocko to 13. Leota to 14. And Paulo Costa crank, er, cracks into the top 15. OSP moves up one spot to number five. Um, Corey Anderson and Shogun each move down, and Misha Shurkinoff moves up. Curtis Blades moves up three spots to number nine. <laughs> oh, it's like once you get to like the heavyweight and light heavyweight divisions, it's just like, oh, God. And it's then, heartbreaking when you see like – you get one win, you jump from like unranked to number four or something like that in some of these divisions. It's like oh. right, right. And then where's Hendricks ranked? No, <laughs> he wasn't. Oof, oh, I know. I was just fat. Another shot at Hendricks. He's fat and retired because that was the last fight on his contract. So Colin, yeah, I'm sure. Who wants to call that dude? He's batshit crazy, and you never know if he's gonna fucking make weight. So, I wouldn't be calling him. Ryzen. Ryzen will take him. They'll take anybody. I don't know. Put him in an open take weight. Him. Put his fat ass in an open weight, maybe. Well, yeah, they have. Cause, yeah, they put the change with it. It's, uh, is it a bantamweight tournament that they have right now? Scheduled? With the, Ian McCall's in it. And, uh, oh, God, God. Uh, is it Ian McCall a 125er? 
Yeah, that's right. Because he's fighting on the same. Yeah, because it's the same card as uh, the same. Um, oh, who the hell? Is it? Uh, Mizugaki. Yeah. No. No, not Mitsugaki. Um, Gucci. Um, Horiguchi. Horiguchi. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because they're uh, they're in line to fight. Yeah. So it will be. So we change it from from flyweight to openweight and drop Hendricks in that in that tournament. Jesus Christ. It, it's Japan, man. Bob Sub. Power bomb Nogera. Come on. They don't care. Yeah, but at least Nogera's a heavyweight. Well, let's make it interesting. You're talking about fat Jack. 16 on one handicap match. I mean, maybe (laughs) two on one. Maybe Gooch and and Uncle Creepy versus Johnny. (laughs) That's about it. I don't know what what does Johnny do at this point because. I find it very unlikely Retire. the UFC gives him a contract. I, Fuck no, they're not giving him a contract. Like, Retire, I bro. So, like, Bellator, I could see maybe just because it's in the name, but, but you have to ensure middleweight division doesn't need him, and they're and he's not making welterweight. Their middleweight like, division like, doesn't really need him. What does he bring yeah. there that helps them? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I can see him going on. It's just a matter of where, but... Think at what point do you say, like, dude, you can't walk around at you know 700 pounds, then fight it at 170. Maybe like, he goes he, to the PFL. And that's a, yeah, maybe. But I just it, there's, I mean, what a what a possible like legendary talent wasted. Yeah, like yep. he had potential all over him, and just there's a lot like just no discipline outside of camp. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Let's get into these last few news stories and uh, call it a night. What you say? Uh, Michael Johnson has announced he's dropping down to featherweight, and he's going to be taking on Darren Elkins at UFC St. Louis. I think that's going to be like a maximum three fight stint. Most likely two fight stint, and he'll go right back to lightweight. Probably that's a that's gonna be a rough cut for him. I don't see, yeah, because he has trouble sometimes getting down to one fifty five, let alone an extra ten pounds. Like he's he's lean at one fifty five, and like he can only lose so much more weight. I think he's in that. I think that Elkins fight's a bad. Like, I think the weight has to be bad, and that fight's gonna be rough for him. I think he can knock Elkins out. <clears throat> I think at 155, we can knock him out. 145, oh, yeah. I think 145, I think they, it's, I don't know. Elkins has proven that, that, that toughness to go forward still. Yeah, he's uh, tough. But, I don't know. I just rewatched the Michael Johnson and Gagey fight. It was on TV, like, right before you would. Actually, I think I was watching it when you messaged me the first time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I have a. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next coming months as uh, yeah. as the fight occurs. But the I fights know, in I still, fights in January, so we will see. I, I just don't like the cut for him, but we'll see. Yeah. Nah. Uh, next two stories tie together. So it was announced the other night that uh, Frankie Edgar will not be fighting at UFC 209 or 218. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were fucking with me when I saw that, dude. You Oh, get out of here! Can't like you. Thinking, you're the one that told me. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" 
No, I didn't tell you that one. Which one did you? Oh, it was Dominic. It was Dominic you told me about. Yeah, yeah you told. Me I saw it. Twitter. I think I just opened I Twitter or something. Twitter. Something happened. I saw something and I was like, no. So I went on to Twitter to start confirming it, and then I had saw a tweet from Cub. Like throwing his name in the ring and shit, and then somebody confirmed it. Yeah. Oh no, it was ESPN. I got like a quick ESPN update that said that, and then I couldn't get the story to open. And I don't trust all that bullshit, so I started doing some investigating to make sure. And yeah, yeah, dude, I was so pissed. I really wanted to see Frankie. And, and then, and there was me. Like when Rudy told me that, and I was like, oh fuck no, because I actually care. We were watching the fights on Saturday. They were showing like the promo video for it, and she was. Frankie Edgar, like she, because Kara's like that, she watches it, but she doesn't follow it hard. Right. So, she, like, she knows, like, you know, she knows the GSPs, the Silvers, like the big names she knows really well. But when she saw Frankie Edgar's highlight, she's like, wow, he looks really tough for that Holloway guy. And she was kind of being excited for us to watch it. I was like, yeah, that's the fight Jeff's going to. And I go home from work, I'm like, well, Jeff's not happy. She goes, I know, I just saw the the, the post uh, on, the, on the average Joe's. And, uh, but anyway, uh, when, when me and you were talking about it, uh, I was like, oh, fuck, Poirier Pettis. This is perfect. Poirier just knocks him out, get on the mic and just drop names. And you're like, that's 155. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. I forgot that they both went back up to lightweight. Like, cause that was a perfect setup. Like you just, if you, if one of those guys, it's a quick win and just grabs the mic. But yeah, I don't know. Cub makes the most sense. Do not. Do not attempt to sell me Holloway Aldo too. No, we. Have, I do not to see that. No, there was people calling for it, but no, uh, here. so for, it says Frankie Edgar's uh, fight canceling injury is only a minor setback. Um, he's got a, a facial facial injury that will require surgery. Um, so and then Max Holloway came out and said that he's fighting no matter what. Um, he's not going to let, he doesn't want to let the people, doesn't want to let the people down, uh, Eldo and Cub Swanson, you know, they were the first ones, tossed their names in, so. I mean, if he wants to get interesting, you know, you just maybe move Holloway to a different card and drop over him and throw Steepy against Zingano or something. I don't know. I'm just thinking of said box. Three weeks out, too short. No, I, I know. It, 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 this is going to be a hard one. I mean, this is going to be the kind of thing where the UFC is going to have to take one of the guys that does say, I want the fight, and not try and negotiate with someone. No, because those guys both work, have fights coming up, so they're kind of already in some camps and shit. Yeah. And this is kind of like the weird thing like, where like, the UFC usually tries to like stack, not stack a card, but get a lot of uh, the same divisions as the main event in Comain in case an injury happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I really hope that Holloway gets the chance to defend his title on the card. I hope that they don't have to scrap them all together and wait till uh, January or something to get like, a suitable replacement. I hope that they can find something. But got to do something. You can't do a pay-per-view without a title. No, especially when you just had three on one card. Maybe you should have held on TJ and Cody for a main event here, or not? Uh, yeah, TJ and Cody. Yeah, like that. I mean, or you uh, know, just not schedule Tony and Kevin to fight in Las Vegas. 
Hmm. Well, why would that be drawn in Michigan, Jeff? Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Dominic Cruz is out of his fight at UFC 219 against Jimmy Rivera. Broken arm, according to what? And I saw Rivera came out right away and says, fuck DJ, you know, TJ, let's do it. Like, he didn't waste any time trying to get that title shot. Oh, Jimmy, you hush. You shh. I, I, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I really, his performance against Faber, uh, I think he had another impressive fight. Uh, I want to see him get a sunset if a sunset can get back. Like we like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, I mean, keep like, he's got the talent there. Like, let's just give him a couple. I mean, this was the big one, right? Cruz is going to be his big one. Why not give him a guy if a sunset can win and is able to jump in on short notice? And like, why not? I mean, if you can make it a, a title eliminator in some way, if you if they're able to, I'm sure sunset would jump right back in. But see what they can do. We shall see. We will see. I I don't. I definitely don't. Jimmy Bear, shut your mouth about the title bullshit. That that's not happening, sir. That is not happening. Um, not like, uh, and if he does get the tell shot, the TJ that we saw on Saturday would just say, <clears throat> oh, that's nice. That's what you got? Watch this. Yeah. Head kick, head kick, head kick, left hook, right hook, fight over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last story of the night. Um, Gordon Ryan is going to be taking on Hattie <laughs> Gracie for a Metamorris challenge with the proceeds going to pay Metamorris' debt to the athletes that have never been paid for competing. <laughs> so, some of those guys, have, that was like, some of these guys four years ago never saw a paycheck. Yeah, I think didn't Eddie get fucked? Yep. So Eddie, he talked about it on Jerry a couple times when not getting paid. Yeah, when he took on, uh, not Enzo. Which one was it? I don't know. One of them. But, uh, yeah, so Hallett Gracie was looking for a challenger. Gordon Ryan said, let's do it. Gordon Ryan going to fuck that ass up. Um, yeah, definitely. Gracie hasn't been in a grappling competition since 2016, back at Metamore 7, where he lost to Gary Tonin, who is... Gordon Ryan's teacher and teammate. So, Gordon Ryan's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Goddamn Danaher Daskal. His little brother is going to be a super badass, dude. Has there been anyone that's been trained by the Danaher Death Squad that recently got a submission win? The big notice? I'm trying to think. Oh, so, okay. You want to bring that up? Let's talk about that real quick. All right. How are you? What 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 kind of feelings will go through your mind if it comes out that GSP test positive for this fight? I actually messaged uh, Eric about that. Did you? Because uh, I did too. After I was like, it was one of those things where it's like, like I I just kept it simple. Like I just said, like I really hope he doesn't pop, and I want. I mean. I want to believe that he's clean. I really do. Like, he's always, because of the fact that he's been the guy that's 
always been trying to get drug testing implemented. That was one of his big reasons of walking away, like amongst other things. But that pre-USADA era, all those fighters have that that question mark to them, mm-hmm. especially like especially when you see guys like Silva pop, you see Jones pop, and when they, and like if I, you see like God, there's just so many guys that that have that you thought were just like the best of all time to pop. I want to believe in my heart of hearts that nothing's going to come of it. But, I mean, it's 2017, you know, legends have been falling by age and by USADA. Would you cry? No, I would just have to, like, it would, it's the same thing as, like, with, with Sylvan Jones. I just put a huge asterisk uh, by his career because when would he have started? Was it back when he was dominating the welterweight division, or was it part of his comeback? That that because uh, I mean, you don't think this he, one would hit you a little bit harder than a Jones or a Silva? I, oh no, I, I would definitely be upset. It would definitely like this one would hit me a different way. But yeah. I would just I think it would be, it, I, hate, I don't want to say the word because it's more like, like a father looking down at a child, but like disappointment. Yeah, I feel like just be disappointed. Like it's like like because. I don't know, like I like to me, I like it's like anything, you know. I I hold him in that in a certain degree, and it would it would definitely hit me the wrong way. But until until it happens, I'm just I'm not like I'm calling him the goat. Like I guess I always have, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just hoping that the test. I'm hoping that you don't hear about the test because that's the best thing. You hear nothing, that's good news. We shall see. Won't be long. Won't be long. No. Couple more weeks, week or two. Those all those fight results will be back. Yeah. <sighs> I think that's gonna gonna be a show for us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Can I briefly touch on uh, the potential Dillashaw uh, favor? I mean, do I need to say more? I called that shit back when that motherfucker retired. I said he's gonna come back. And he'll probably come back to fight TJ. And then TJ goes and wins the title. And he's going to go and he's going to try to beat Mighty Mouse, whether he does or not. And he'll probably defend his title at some point against either Dominic or Cody or Jimmy Rivera. But it won't be long. Faber will be poking his fucking head back in. And TJ will finally get to box that fucking butt chin of his. and Rock that shit. I don't, like, ah, like I don't know how the UFC can make like because they can't. I don't know if they can just bring him back. I mean, he can't. Like, TJ they can can't do fight. whatever TJ the can't. fuck they want to do. They just gave TJ, a guy who yeah. hasn't fought in four years a title shot in a different no, 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 weight class. State. But I mean, they it's that's a fight that's hard to market because he's already because you like if he fights uh, Cody again, how many times are you going to do Cody versus Alpha Male before people are just like oh, okay. How many times have they done Cruz versus Alpha Male? A few. Yeah, but they never really made it. Like the story wasn't like the whole betrayal thing. Like, it, like people are eventually if they try to do Cody and, and no, DJ, but like, but it built it built plenty off of the feud between Faber and Cruz. Right. right. Faber is the face of Alpha Male, 
at all. I mean, yes, it didn't have the personal, the personal betrayal hatred of two former teammates, but you can you can roll, dude. The Cruz Dillashaw thing is could be bigger and better than Cruz and Cody, or Cody and and TJ. I mean, Dillashaw, TJ in favor. Yeah, yeah. Not oh, the no, said, not the fight itself, but the build up for that. Yeah, because like Cody was just a hothead, and you know defending yeah, his, exactly. defending his team, where the personal animosity goes between those two. Like, favors right. the one that allegedly kicked him off the team, and all that other shit. So, it, it, dude, that fight sells. That fight sells. Not a headlining pay per view, but a co main event on a big pay per view. Or a fight night in Sacramento, bro. Come on. Yeah. Or anywhere in California. See, I think the one thing, and this just goes to me, it's like, I think when I said this before, the reason I think the crew, they are favorite with Zero Tires because I wanted to. I said the same thing about George. This has been, this seems to be my topic of the night there were guys i just don't want to see come back because i just want to remember them as a certain way and not remember them as being like embarrassed as they try to come out in a with a walker into the octagon well Cruz went out embarrassed so or god damn it uh uriah went out embarrassed you know by Cruz. did he be i thought rivera knocked him out and then he came back and he fought uh brad pickett oh that's right yeah, he decision Brad Pickett in Sacramento. Fucking beat up Brad goddamn Pickett. Eat, eat a Pickett. dick. Brad Pickett, fuck. Brad Pickett, man, he gave Favor the good goodbye. Yeah. And then when he went to England, he had a chance to have his goodbye. And he was looking okay. And then he just got knocked the fuck out himself in the third round. And yeah, like, Brad. Dude, no. I, for some reason, I thought the Jimmy Rivera fight was his last fight. The the rare fight was where he said, "My next one's my last one." Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. I, I fucking. I just don't like. Like I mean, I still want to see it. Like I just don't. I don't need to see it. It will happen. I, Mark my words. It will happen. Gonna, and it's gonna have to kill me to mm. make that pick because that will it's be that a... one. Of, it's hard for me to pick against favor, but I don't like that matchup at all. That like, will no, be easy. Dwayne will break down that fight so many different ways. And I don't even see that fight getting out of three rounds. I don't see it out of two rounds. I don't I don't think so either. I think the DJ kicks him in the chin and it's over. Monday Monday morning. I I, you know, I open up Facebook and trying to say, okay, is there anything I can share from the weekend for uh, for the page and See, uh, you know, Uriah Faber hints at coming back for, for a Dillashaw fight. He's like, fuck, I got to share this one. Oh, God, how long is it going to take for Jeff messages me? So I hit that, you know, I post it to the page. I put my phone down. I pick up Connor. I'm like, oh. and Kara was out. I'm like, oh, Kara must be, uh, she was taking Kobe to, to get uh, to the vet. I'm like, oh, she must have just let me know how long it's going to be. I pick up my phone. Fucking told you, favors come back. Like Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> it's like record, and then like, oh my god, like record time. I fucking told you, nobody oh. stays retired at MMA, bro. It just, it's not a thing. It's just not a thing. 
<laughs> Nobody heart- stays. Heartbreaking, but that Nobody. means what can you do? Yeah. All right, we got to wrap this up because I got 5% battery left on my iPad and I don't want it to hang up right. right in the middle of it. So, All right. Going. Oh, yeah, the Red Wings are only losing 5-3. to Yammer Yager got a uh, got a goal, so there you go. Huh? Oh, yeah. That's how bad you know the Red Wings have gotten that Yammer Yager scored. So, so you got that in a locker. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hit me with them final thoughts, Mr. Dempsey. Well, the heartbreaking anniversary in Canada. Jeff, you'd probably know where I'm going with this. 20 years ago today, Montreal witnessed the screw job of all screw jobs. Bret Hart, Tom Michaels. <sighs> 20 years gone by, and I just I still wanted to say, fuck you, Vince, and fuck you, Sean. God damn, I mean, that... I mean, what do you say? I mean, that thing was the the ultimate time, or the ultimate bomb that set up the, the whole attitude there. There was a lot of buildup in that thing that started what we all know is the attitude there, but that one moment really was uh, the moment that set the whole thing up. So You're forgetting one key person. Fuck you, Earl oh. Hebner. Worse. I, I, as I told you, I just watched that fight for the first time uh, but two months ago. The worst acting is to bring in the bell. Like you like you walk into submission, you're just standing there waving your hands. Like get the good God all fucking mighty, good God Almighty, quote Jim Ross. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Was was Brett in on it? Who knows? But happy anniversary to the Montreal screw job. Yeah, I'm uh, really hoping that that when uh, Raphael does his. Uh, 97 Supervisors Breakdown, I can jump on for that one. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For me, final thoughts. Um, I would like to give a special shout-out to you, sir, for all the hard work and, and time you put in of making sure shit gets shared to the page because I'm really bad at it because I manage, like, fucking seven goddamn pages and <laughs> among other shit so you keep up with a lot more news stories than i do and i appreciate it because it keeps things oh, going thank you thank you and yeah like i actually i, I was feeling guilty because i was saying like god fuck i haven't posted anything i gotta find and then i feel like i i feel like i, I want to apologize to the to the viewers of the page if you guys just start getting like seventeen thousand shares in like one day that's me trying to make up for uh, for a lost day or two, but yeah, thank you very much, uh, much appreciated. Thank you for kicking ass. Ryan's the man, and uh, yeah, and then final final thought. Uh, I'll be back for another Sunday session this week, joined by Mister Blake. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, he hit me up and was like, "Hey, I'm free this weekend. If you want to do a Sunday session," and I was like, "Yeah, let's do a Sunday session." So. Is he doing the the greenery, or is I he doing that? No, I didn't. Ooh, it's I, gonna be a shocker. I didn't ask, man. I was just like, yeah, let's do a Sunday session and just bullshit and talk about whatever. So, and, and oh, can I, if I can build off of that, the lovely city of Kitchener was one of fourteen cities in, I believe it's Ontario, it could be Canada, but I think it's Ontario that will be distributing the sweet leaf in the liquor stores starting in 2018. So 
There can be some Sunday sessions that are about to get real. <laughs> I'm playing your your pick, Sweet Leaf, in the background right now as we go out. So <laughs> every time every time the wife and kids are away, there'll be some Sunday sessions happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> On that note, let's get the fuck up out of here. For Ryan, I'm Jeff. We'll see you guys again for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show.